Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Tom Sawyer podcast, a kind of audio journal in which I share with you, dear listener, what's on my mind and heart. And today's topic is songwriting. Yesterday, I listened to a fresh air interview with Billy Porter, who I had never heard of before, but Billy Porter was the original cast member on Kinky Boots um, who played the lead role of the black, gay, flamboyant, wonderful um, protagonist of Kinky Boots. And Billy described how when he was maybe 12 years old, he heard, um, I guess it was Sunday in the Park with George, the musical, and for the first time heard musical theater and related. And he says that art at its best, creating art at its best, helps us discover who we are and who we are meant to be in the world. And um, Billy Porter was fortunate enough. He realized that he, he loved musical theater and he managed to get into a creative arts school. And then he realized he lived 15 minutes away from one of the best musical theater college programs in the in the country at Carnegie Mellon University. It was interesting to me to hear this because my brother got his doctoral degree in computer science, specializing in artificial intelligence at Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh and went on to be on the faculty at Carnegie Mellon. And I, it never occurred to me that Carnegie Mellon had a strong um, musical theater program and that Billy Porter went there. Who would have known that Mark Durthick and Billy Porter are alums of the same university in Pittsburgh and it makes me that much happier that part of my father's uh, charitable bequests went to Carnegie Mellon. You know, I might have had it go to the musical theater department, but hey, uh, computer science needs it too, and that's what Mark was strong in. And ironically, today is the third anniversary of Mark's transition, Mark's passing. Um, I believe it was a Saturday morning, uh, April 27th in 2019, when Mark called me, and Mimi had already started giving him the morphine drip, and he was as his lungs filled up and he prepared to, to, for the inevitable, what he had known was coming for decades, he was, his mind had drifted to the gardens of Phipps Arboretum where he and Mimi celebrated their wedding party and it was the happiest day of his life. And when he called me that Saturday morning three years ago, 
that's that's where his mind was and he was just at such peace as he said goodbye to me and we told each other that we loved each other so having a brother whether physical biological or a kindred spirit brother is one of the best gifts in life and um, so here's to Billy Porter here's to Mark here's also to Pete Townsend who with Roger Daltrey uh, the two driving forces of the who along with the unflappable Keith Moon the drummer who died way back in what I don't know 75 um, are playing tonight in Tampa and I was tempted when my cousin John who used to dress up with me and put on makeup as Kiss when we were 13, 14 John invited me to stay in Florida for a couple more days to go to the Who concert tonight but I couldn't do it because lo and behold I have a recording session tomorrow morning with my singer-songwriter wonderful friend Pedro Abriles who is helping take my lyrical creativity to the next level with his musical genius and it's the most fun I've ever had in my life being in the recording studio with Pedro it is it's like being on a roller coaster thrill ride so I was listening just now on my ride here north towards Chattanooga to 1A, a program on NPR, and it was an interview with Jorge Drexler, the Uruguayan singer-songwriter who now lives in Madrid. He was reflecting on his most recent album and uh, was quite beautiful and gave me someone new to look up and listen to, Jorge Drexler. Um, And then there was an interview with the composer of the piece, the famous, apparently famous piece. I don't know how I could have never heard of it. Lately, I felt like the person who all of a sudden is interested in building a loft in their house, a sleeping loft. And then suddenly they notice sleeping lofts everywhere or they're interested in graffiti murals and all of a sudden they notice graffiti murals everywhere. Well, I don't know if it's the universe's sense of humor or just that phenomenon of noticing things once they're on your mind. But everywhere I go, I'm hearing about songwriting just as that's been what I've dove, what I've dived into lately. Um, So this interview was with the composer of NC. Have you heard of it? NC. No, I had never heard of it either, but apparently it's a thing. So he was in San Francisco. He did some kind of, he was a musician and he was on the A train or the C train or some train or trolley in San Francisco going to work. And it was something about the rhythm of going down through the trolley, that, and he said it's the first time this ever happened that this piece hit him, 
just came to him. He said it's the first time a piece ever found him, and it became NC. And apparently it's 50, a sequence of 53 short pieces, like the first piece or the first line is 53 lines, short lines of music, which can be played. Each line can be played on any instrument. So the first one is like, cha-ting, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And then it might be, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. 53 pieces. Any instrument can play it. It starts in, it starts in C, and then it kind of travels different places. And... So he wrote it, and then as people tried to play it, he said it was part of his philosophy of freedom of not telling people how to do things, that he just wrote the line and and said it had to be played, those 53 lines in sequence, but you could use any instruments or combination of instruments you wanted. You could stay on each line as long as you wanted and decide when to move to the next line. You could use...